It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. All right. Uh, hey. It's not even saying it's on air. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? The Grown Man-ish Podcast. It's Mike, Mike J and Bowtie Fresh. We, we, all, we up in this thing. How you doing, my brother? Man, chilling, man. Hey, boy, I thought we was going to have some technical difficulties up in this thing, man. I'm going to get to yeah. cuss it more than I have this week, man. So what's your, what's your week <laughs> been like, bro? Man, my my week has been hectic, man. All kinds of stuff going on, man. You know, from, from dealing with my little guys and, you know, yeah. coaching soccer and all that type of stuff. Just just a lot going on uh, family-wise and, and, you know, the rigors of life. But, well, your boy, I did have a uh, – a nice uh, little Thursday and, and Friday. So uh, Thursday night, uh, I went and hit that extra, extra late show so I can be one of the first to see the Avengers, which Mike J and I are going to get to uh, in, in a nice little segment later on. But I've done that on Thursday night and was able to go out with the, with the wife, and uh, she tolerated me and went with me late, late, late at night. That's not her thing, and she's not big on those movies. But uh, she 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 took one for the team, and uh, then we went out and had a nice night out. Uh, my, my my boys uh, they've been asking to go over my my, my dad's house, their grandfather. Uh, so my my dad was like, yeah, let's hang out this weekend. So he he took them, you know, Friday afternoon and and overnight and Saturday morning. So wife and I we took advantage of that and uh, went to see a little comedy show. Went seeing Corey Holcomb and and Chico. How Bean. was it, man? Uh, How was Corey? Hey Holcomb, man, man, the show show was hilarious, bro. Corey Holcomb brought yeah. it. Uh, Chico, Chico Beans brought it. Uh, for those who don't know, Chico Beans is on a Wild and Out with with, with uh, uh, Nick Cannon, and um, he's a he's an up and comer man. But, but they were hilarious, man. Corey Holcomb, he had the crowd rolling, man. He had a little segment. <laughs> he was he was like flirting with this little chick in the front row, and she wasn't giving him no play. So this, there was another little chick kind of like in the middle of, of the uh, of the uh, venue. So she was giving it, she was yelling, that's why I'm giving it back. And he was like, well, look, if you're down for the calls, he was like, I hear you. Like, I'm not sure if that's you, but all I can see is some titties out there. If that's you, you need to come <laughs> up front. Let me see what's going on. So everybody was like, oh, she was like, I ain't scared. So she came up front, and he was like, oh, you real bold. He was like, so you know when you get up here, you're going to have to let me feel on one of them now. And she was like, "What you?" She said, "Well, what you talking about? What we doing later on?" And he was like, "Don't you get me started." So she came up front, and he was and he was like, "I ain't going." He's like, "I ain't going to jail for this now. You you consenting?" Everybody heard it, and she was like, "Go ahead. You know what this is." So, man, he put his hand like all the way down her shirt and like got him a little feel or whatever. He was like, "Look, y'all, the show's the show's over. We cutting this bad boy short. We, I'm about to go take care of some business, man." But uh, I mean, it was crazy, man. He, you know, shout out to Naptown. Like it was a nice crowd, wasn't no drama. You know, it was it was cool, man. It was real fun. Like I said, man, it was Corey Holcomb brought the pain, man. He was hilarious, and like I said, shout out to Chico Beans, man. That dude is hilarious, also. So if y'all don't know, go check him out. Give him some props, man. Support a brother. But yeah, man, my wife and I went out and done that, and we uh, you know, got a little dinner and. Saturday morning, treated ourselves to, you know, some professional massages, went to this nice place up in the 
and the yeah the the nice upscale parts of Indianapolis. I'm not you know the, went up there and got a little nice little hour massage and just hung out, man. So it was it was cool, you know, because we don't get a lot of time away from our boys uh, at all. So. Um, when, when my dad, my, my youngest had been asking to go over his grandfather's house and my dad was like, you know what, I would let the boys come over and hang out. So my wife and I try to take full advantage of it, man. We don't get those moments very often. So we had a, we had a real good time. And so today was, today was all work, man. You know, done a, I was out in the yard and at Lowe's and, you know, my boys got outside and helped dad out and, uh, me and my boys are outside literally for about four hours, four or five hours, you know, getting getting the yard work and stuff done. We still got a little bit of a little bit of work to do. We need to do some mulching, but it was today was work. My wife was inside, you know, doing laundry and all that stuff. So today was her work day, trying to get prepared for the week, man. I got I, I just got done doing some meal prep, so you know it's been busy, my brother. How about you, man? What's been going on with you? What did I do this weekend, man? Friday. Went out. We was watching the Pacer game. Went to got some pizza. This place up in the up in the upscale places of, of Naptown. Uh-huh. Did that and uh, hung out. Man, went to go see uh, Infinity War. It's on Saturday morning. Uh, went to dinner Saturday. Hung out. Went to the mall. This 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 some ransom man. Just had some good times. You know you know that hanging out time. Nothing. It was no a good time. Man, went to the with the hot was the what's the Japanese grill place? Uh, Benihana. Oh, didn't okay. go to Benihana, but went to you know the same thing, Hibachi type place. So yeah, right. it was dope. It's actually the place we went to is actually better than Benihana's. So yeah, it was, nice. it was dope, man. So don't back, don't, man, don't, and, don't let don't let don't let the uh, the 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 uh, bougie ghetto thought to you say that. That's the Benihana's they spot now. They might nah, come I've been, I've been, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been to Benihana's, but it's kind of. <laughs> It's actually better they than Benihana. Talk bad about so. Benihana or Red Lobster, man. You know, you know, certain certain uh, Negroes will come for you. Oh man, not the Cheddar Bay biscuits, but yeah, did that, man. And that, <laughs> you know, back and had some had some cocktails there. Had a cigar, man. Uh, I picked them some uh, Gray Elevens. So it's been a good weekend, man. No doubt. No doubt, my brother. Hey man, while 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 uh, Mike J and I were you know living good, man, we want to go ahead and give a shout out to Meek Mill. Meek Mill's home, oh, yeah. you know, the city yeah, of Philadelphia is it, you know, they hype about that, man. Might give me an insight on that. Oh right, man, I'm, I mean, you know, you look at Meek, man. I'm happy the brother's home, but th- look at all the things that had to happen for him to get out. Look at all the thousands of people, people of color specifically, who are in jail on trumped up probation charges and on parole. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's not giving people the opportunity to actually succeed. So. You know, it, it, to me, it's just like he had had a Sixers owner. He had all these power players and stuff to help one I man crashed. get out. Just think, yeah, just think about all the, you know, a lot of people who don't have those. So think about that, you know, mm-hmm. when, you know, you look, thinking about Meek. But shot, I ain't going to lie, though. When Meek got out, man, I think I was at work. I was at work. So, uh, you know, I sit back next thing, and I had to put on that Dreams and Nightmares. You know, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought <laughs> I was up in my office grooving, you know, and I walk around all Caucasian people. They just looking at me like, what's wrong with him? He's shucking his head to the beat. <laughs> so it was, it was it was good, man. I'm, I'm happy Meek, Meek is home, man. But Meek is home, and, and another brother from Philadelphia is not going to be home for long, and that will be uh, Bill Cosby. So, I mean, oh, man. Yeah, Bill. Man. Bill, hey, Bill, man. Bill. I, William I got, H. Cosby. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's just sickening, bro. 
Like, I was just reading something before we got on from Marsha Warfield, and she was talking about how her manager said that back in the day when I guess we're doing a night court time that make sure you don't drink anything with Bill. She thought he was just joking, but I guess everybody had known throughout Hollywood. That's how he was getting down. So, you know, it's, it's you know, you feel bad. You feel horrible for those victims. I felt so bad for those ladies that, you know, allegedly he assaulted because, you know, we ain't trying to get sued because Bill got the lawyer team Absolutely. for real. But, you know. Absolutely. Because only, you know, just the fact of all that stuff, you know, just watching the tears come out. And, you know, you feel so bad for sexual assault survivors. We don't call them victims. We call them survivors. So, Absolutely, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fall from grace. If you would have told me uh, 20 years ago that Bill Cosby was going, going, going to prison for sexual assault, even though I think personally he's going to die before yeah. he gets to jail. I think it's going to be a bad situation, too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, grown man, his family, you know, y'all, 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 uh, send us some tweets and you know, send us some some listener letters and let us know you guys uh, feedback on this and kind of how you're feeling about about uh, Bill going in, grown man, so you know that's grownmanishpod at gmail dot com um, for for Bowtie Fresh. The one thing that I kept seeing or or um, individuals talk about was I don't think that um, or I should say I don't think I think that a lot of people associate Cliff Huxtable. And they think that that's a – and that's not to say that there aren't men like Cliff Huxtable, but they envision Cliff Huxtable as Bill Cosby and not himself. So they're picturing, you know, this this doctor, this family man, and all the things that were going on on the Cosby show. And, you know, they begin to think, oh, well, this can't happen. You know, how how could he have done this? Or so, and people forget, like, you know, that was a fictional character. This man was acting. And I, sometimes I don't think that people are able to separate those two things. They're, they're seeing him as Cliff Huxtable and saying, you know, this just, it just can't be, like, how? But uh, he's a man, and, you know, he was actor, you know, acting in that role. And, I mean, it's difficult because I'm, I'm a big Cosby Show fan, and, you know, I love the shows growing up, and I love the shows even as an adult going back and watching some of them. Um, unfortunately, uh, this human, this man, well, you know, allegedly committed these acts. So, again, like, I know he's been found guilty, but, um, you know, convicted, but, you know, um, Grow managed podcasts like my Jay, we're not trying to get sued or anything, but you know, unfortunately, these things happen for him. He committed these acts, and you know, allegedly and unfortunately, the survivors had to go through that, and they're they're just now getting their retribution. So, again, I think that you know it's unfortunate for all parties involved. Um, but I just from what I've been reading and seeing, and you know, interacting with people, you know, in everyday life. I feel that you know people are having difficulty separating Cliff Huxtable from from Bill Cosby. Yeah, it's same thing, man. I, was, I read something. I think I think on Twitter it was like, you know, Doctor Heath Cliff Huxtable was his worst joke because you know you had people actually thinking that was him. Because you know if you go back to right. Bill Cosby's comedy in the sixties and the seventies, he was a little racy, but nothing mm-hmm. like this stuff that he's been accused of by sixty-two women. So. You know, it's Absolutely. a sad situation. You know, you you pray for the victims because of all the stuff they went through, and you and you know, you know, Bill can you know his wife, man, that's just horrible to know that your husband was getting down like that, and they just lost another child a few months ago. So, you know, man. it's just a sad situation. I think Bill's gonna be up out of here, man. You know, but he was acting kind of weird in the courtroom. You just see my man like uh, start bark, barking in the courtroom and calls. No, I, I uh, missed that. 
Yeah, he barked. I heard him call, call dude the asshole, but I missed the barking. Yeah, he called it. And he like, I guess they said something about uh, you can see a therapy dog, and he started barking. So maybe he's going to see now, but I think he's going to die before he goes to jail. I think they're going to they're gonna sit back and, uh, what do you call it? They're going to, he'll probably, they'll, 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 what they'll do is they'll, they'll go get fight it against conviction, and he'll probably die before he goes to jail. Because I can't see Bill Cosby yeah. in nobody's jail, so. Not saying he doesn't deserve to be there. I just think he's gonna die before that. But uh, yeah, man. So shout Good out day, to bro. Bill and that and that one dead eye that he has. And yo, shout out to Dragonfly <laughs> Jones on that podcast. He said Bill Cosby looked like a McRib. Man, I was rolling every time he said that. <laughs> so that shout Not out to McRib. Yeah, he said it looked like a McRib, man. So I could never say that was something I said because I didn't say it. But shout out to Dragon Dragonfly Jones on Twitter. There, he's, he's a real funny character. Actually, he's an HR man. cat, too, so I'm sure y'all got a lot in common. But, man, so Shout out to HR professionals. <laughs> hey, man, so let's jump into extra mayo, man. I know you had a had a mayo-like oh, situation man. with the soccer this week, so give us the, <laughs> the you know, the quick, fast version. Yeah, so the quick, fast version of extra mayo this week is, is, a, is a personal extra mayo uh, scenario uh, for, for both high fresh. So, um, as I've stated, you know, many times on this show, um, my son, both of them play soccer. Um, I coach my oldest son's uh, soccer team, and um, you know, we we are, we are currently uh, four and one right now. Just just to go ahead and pat myself on the back and pat my team out, go Tigers. Um, but we did not have any games. So my, the extra mayo moment for for this week, uh, we did not have any games this week, and um, so our our practice of so myself and another guy coach. Um, he was going to be uh, out of town this week uh, during normal um, uh, practice hours, or the, 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 the time that we practice. And I was unavailable during the time that we practice. So we send out uh, a, an email to the to the uh, parents and to the team, stating, you know, that both of us will be out this week during normal soccer time. But I know that there are many of my players, my actual players, that they still wanted to get some time in. They wanted to, they wanted to get some time in on the field. So I, st- so I sent out, or we sent out, stating that I was going to be available at two o'clock uh, Saturday yesterday afternoon um, for for practice. If anyone wanted to come out at two o'clock yesterday afternoon for practice, now, mind you, that we normally practice on Friday evenings. And then this Saturday, the reason that there were no games was because there was a regional tournament going on for the older kids. So it was high school age kids. Um, and all of our fields were going to be in use except for two, which are the two of the smaller fields that, you know, people practice striking on different little things. So um, I, we got approval from the commissioner to utilize the field for an hour, uh, two o'clock, um, because there was going to be a break in gameplay during that time. So. Uh, commissioner stated that we could use a field at that time, so we sent out an email telling all the parents, um, you know, that we were that I was going to be available at two o'clock uh, for anybody who wanted to come out. So um, we got a little extra mayo action. So I, I had a parent um, respond to respond to all in this email, um, and she she kind of um, acted very privileged. Um, her her email read something to the effect of. Uh, well, w- my family has plans at two o'clock. No, uh, do it on her day. voice. Do it on her voice. Do it on her voice. <laughs> no, you gotta do it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't. I, I don't even. Well, give her a white one voice. Yeah, it was one of them sassy type voices. Well, well, my parent or my family has uh, plans at two o'clock on this Saturday afternoon. So um, that that's inconvenient for us. Why can't we just have practice at our normal time, six o'clock on Friday afternoon or for Friday nights? 
So um, I respond, uh, you know, or there, there's a response that states, you know, uh, per the email below, uh, my both coaches, myself and, and the other coach, I'm not going to put his name out there, we are unavailable at normal time, which, again, this was stated in the original email, um, as well as um, there is a regional tournament going on that's out of our control. Fields are not available. So we are working in the confines of our schedule as well as the, as well as the tournament schedule, and this is the time that the commissioner has allotted for us. I also say that it's not mandatory. Um, your, your player uh, will not be penalized for not attending this practice if he doesn't want to. This is optional. Uh, so there will be no pen, no, no uh, missing practice penalty or gameplay penalty or anything like that. This is optional. Uh, so I reiterate that to her again, the same thing that was put in the original email. Uh, so after that, it was just crickets. I got nothing else, nothing, nothing else. So Saturday afternoon uh, at about, that's uh, about maybe 115, 120, uh, I get a, there's a couple replies, email replies um, out. And there's a few parents that were like, hey, are we still on for 2 o'clock? Practice still going to 2 o'clock or whatever. So I reply, we are not – I said, uh, yes, we, are, we will be practicing practice. I will be at the field. Uh, my son will be at the field. Um, and for anybody who's able to come and, you know, bring the players, you know, I'll, I'll be there. We're going to have a practice, normal practice for an hour. Um, again, if not, there's no player penalty or anything like that for not attending practice. She decides that she's going to uh, reply her son's name unavailable thank you and that's it unavailable <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so yeah that that was Bowtie Fresh's little extra mayo uh moment because uh this particular individual um it, it, it she has a she has an attitude and an aura about herself that's very privileged uh, things need to revolve around you know her or, or what have you and um, again, we had a good turnout for practice. We got our practice in, and I commended and, and thanked my players um, because, again, they wanted to practice. Um, I thanked them for their dedication to the team, dedication to their sport, dedication to their craft. And I went and, and I made sure that I thanked every parent that was out there, you know, hey, I appreciate you guys supporting your kids and, you know, so forth and so on. So, I mean, I, I, I decided that I was going to just, you know, handle it as a coach should. I'm not going to uh, play into these little games and things like that. But uh, it was definitely a, a an extra mayo type moment, man. I, I just – it, it was it was just unbelievable because again it was like you don't have to do this you you're just choosing to try to you know throw this out there you know for whatever reason and, and it was unnecessary man so yeah there we go. <laughs> All right. So next in extra mail, did you see that white woman? I think she's in New Jersey, in New York, cussing out the cops about her, oh, yeah, about her kids that. got her... stopped. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw bro, that. bro, I ain't never cussed out the police. You know. I couldn't imagine being that opinion. You know, we're both men of color, and it, and let's like kind of transition to talk about. You seen the sister at the Waffle House, right? Uh, Chiquisha right. Clemens. To Clemens, and, uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, how she was. You know, all, it started off from asking for silverware at the White House. White, not White House, Waffle House, and hell, you know what happened Waffle at the White House. So getting slammed <laughs> to the ground, got somebody who's gonna break her arm. Her. Her breasts were exposed by when they were thrown on the on the ground and everything. So let's get Waffle House up out and the it, paint. Go ahead. And it, and it honestly seemed like that security guard. It was it was almost like I mean, it was almost like he wanted to try to derobe her or embarrass her by exposing her breasts. Like the, his mannerism and the actions. He he kept swiping at her shirt. He kept 
kind of maneuvering her, you know, in that fashion. It almost seemed deliberate, man. And you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to get sued or anything like that. But I mean, it really did seem deliberate in in how he was handling her. The whole situation was ridiculous to begin with. Um, but but just his his actions during this whole thing, it really seemed deliberate. Like he was trying to embarrass her by exposing her her genitalia, you know, her breast. That 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 was ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So it's just to me to see I mean, another black woman to be a be a solid thrown to the ground. It hurt my heart. And this is for me. This is like black black women have been standing up. You know, we're both with black women have been standing up for the race for a long time. Have you know you can go back from Henry Tubman to Join the Truth to Fannie Lou Hamer to all the sisters mm-hmm. and Me Too and blah blah now all that stuff. But to see someone thrown on the ground just for being drunk at, at our house. I mean, and I'm sure it's been plenty of times people have been drunk anywhere at a especially at two or three in the morning, and they haven't had the police call on them. So to see that right. man, it's disheartening. And then you know we were talking about the white woman in Jersey. We could talk about Desmond Merrill, that former NFL player thrown to the ground, but it was a cell phone. Now imagine if he was yeah. cussing out the cops. Both individuals, they were cussing out cops, acting aggressive. They they had we'd have hashtags on them, uh, RIP. You know, these individuals, man. So I was watching uh, uh, Ayana Fix My Life, and they had uh, Philando Castile's uh, girlfriend, fiance, wife, I don't know, uh, on there. And they were, she was just talking about, the, the, you, know, the, you know, the trauma that she's went through. I think she did a count of like 400 without him. Think of the PTSD that that woman has went through because, you know, he was shot. Absolutely. Because he, you know, was reaching for his wallet after being stopped. You know, exactly. Reaching for his wallet see, after being asked. <laughs> yeah, you see the extra male is involved, man. We know we made extra male like a funny joke, but this amount of privilege that goes on to people is sickening, and it's so much right. privilege. They don't even they don't even get it. It's like right they're used to having everything. That they it's just like whatever. If they anything about it, they're not American. So then they get upset when people want to kneel before the flag. Now I just expect the flag, which should bring light to police brutality. It's sickening, right. man. So that's what it's we absolutely sick. It's 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 beyond sickness. So you know, see, it, it goes beyond just giving somebody a Twizzler. But you know, standard fights and you know, his primaries around the country still coming up. Vote, vote, vote with your heart, vote with your book. There's you know a big election coming up in November. Vote with your heart, with your book. So I'm telling you who to vote for. I know who I'm voting for, but you know, you need to vote for what's going to be best for you. So that's just, that's just kind of my so let's let's transition oh, to that I damn Trump. Agree, man. Let that Trump news, man. So we know last week we talked about DACA. So that you know, that, of course they helped with the original ruling, so you know, they're gonna say DACA, they're gonna have to say application. So that's the thing. But uh, you know, your boy you know, your the orange woman, you know, all that stuff happened at Waffle House before with James Shaw Junior hasn't said anything about it. You know, anything about, you know, the crazy white man shooting up the, the waffle house yeah. or but he did have time to thank Kanye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Thank, so, thanks and, Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear his comment about breeding, about talking about sanctuary cities? No, I didn't. I missed that. Yeah. So he made a comment about their breeding so anytime I'm talking about breeding. When I think of breeding, I like animals. I'm not a black kitchen outside person, you know, no male here. <laughs> but, you know, you think of breeding, you think of animals, people. So, you know, you send that little slick comment. He talks in a lot of code. There's a lot of racist whistles. So, uh, 
Yeah. So it, it, it's yeah. been a, it's been it's been interesting week in in America, man. But to see him at those concerts, anything about those four people lost their lives or the person with a, a AR-15, I guarantee you that person with the shooter was brown and Muslim, and the people in there were white. Oh, he would have been tweeting up a storm. His Twitter fingers have been trigger fingers and everything else. He would have burned his <laughs> thumbs off, tweeting everything else. He racially inflammatory language. But since the people, the victims were black and the victim was white, you haven't heard a peep. But, you know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like I say, it's, it's funny how he can make time, uh, like you said, to, to go out and thank Kanye and, and tweet about Kanye for something. So, like you said, as, as serious as, the, the, the hero, the, the, the African-American gentleman who stopped the shooter, or as well as sending out you know, his prayers or whatnot, speaking on the individuals that unfortunately lost their lives. He don't want to speak on that. But you could talk about Kanye and the support and so forth, and we'll get to Kanye a little later. But, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like you said, I mean, I, I, I don't understand this guy. And just like Mike J said, Please get out and vote. We've got we've got some some opportunity here to to elect local officials and and things like that. And that's how it's going to start, you know, to 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 work for in our benefit. We need people that are going to represent us. Um, so again, utilize utilize your voting um, privilege, your your voting right, and get out and do what you can to make a difference. I know a lot of people say voting doesn't matter and this and that and this and that. Well, how do how do you know? If it doesn't matter, just go ahead and do it anyway. How about that? If it doesn't matter, what's it going to hurt for you to do it? You know, take a couple moments and just do it. And let's just see what happens. Yeah, man. So this definitely is something that you want to think about. Everyone should think about. So it always matters when more, your vote does matter, especially in these local elections, man. So let's get to the Twizzler, man. So right, I'm going to let you jump on, let, let you get to Ben Carter. Because we talked about Ben, you know, when we were texting back during the week, man. So what do you think about Ben, man? Yeah, well, Ben Carson's gonna get the Twizzler. Ben Carson's gonna he's gonna get that single black licorice Twizzler. That's it. That's all. He, that's all he's worth. That's all I'm giving him. Uh, but the reason he's getting the Twizzler is because he's talking about pretty much uh, talking bad about individuals who are less fortunate, the poor people, things like that, and pretty much raising the the, the rent for assistance or for for HUD housing and that sort of thing. I mean, it's. It's deplorable. These individuals that that he's speaking badly about and trying to change his legislation, trying to change legislation and laws of, about these people are individuals that that need help the most. And here you are trying to make it harder for them. Here you are trying to take things away from them that are assisting them on the necess- the necessities, the bare essentials of life, not anything that's that's extra or anything like that. Just the bare essentials. And you're trying to go. I know, I know you're rich and you're a doctor and a politician and all sorts type of stuff. And you obviously are not in tune with what's going on in our nation, but I mean, goddamn, Ben Carson, like, come on, is, is there a reason that you that you're going to attack uh, individuals that are less fortunate right now? Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense, and it, and it goes along with many other things that are going on uh, with education, and I mean, hell, even here and even here in in Indianapolis, you know, we potentially are going to be um, laying off teachers and closing some more public schools here. Um, and I read a, I read an article where, you know, they, they're talking about potentially having 35 kids in one classroom. 
So, I mean, again, Ben Carson, uh, that's, that's kind of a side, but, but it ties together because we are continuously making things difficult for individuals who are, are less fortunate or, or who are trying to make it or struggling to make it. And people like Ben Carson are trying to make it more difficult for them, man. So, Ben Carson, wanna... you, get, you, get a, you get a single black Twizzler, Ben. Hey, I've been wanting to get banned out the tank for a while, man. Number one, oh, yeah, you might man. remember during like when it was, when he was running for president, how weird he was acting, like shaking Trump's hand and everything. Yeah. Then my yeah. man lied about about stopping a robbery at a Popeyes. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. Ass <laughs> up, man. You ain't stopping. Like I said, you pulled a hammer on me, bro. I'm on the floor. You know, both times we've been out in situations with a hammer that came out. Yo, I'm on yeah. the floor. I ain't look. Hey, man, yeah. I'm not. If you want to rob the Popeyes, bro, you take it off. You ain't, man. If you think right. Ben Carson's old soft, soft, crazy looking ass is going to tell he's going to take the hammer from somebody or, or talk some logic into somebody? Man, that dude threw his wife under the bus over a $35,000 table. Ben Carson ain't saving shit. So, yo, Ben not Carson, like I said, you know, the, the second moment. Him, him, nor, him nor the apricot either. Him nor no, the apricot, because no. apricot make, it, no. made comments about, oh, I would have stepped in, or I would have, you wouldn't have yeah, done wouldn't shit, shit, Trump. <laughs> you wouldn't have done shit. Our man, is gut, his gut getting away, him swinging a golf club, man. Get, get up out of here, man. <laughs> that dude worked like five hours a day. He's the only president to work a part-time job. And get out of here. Right. But, uh, hey, man, so I'm going to jump my, give my, my Twizzler to Kanye West. And oh, Kanye West is, man. This guy. One, yeah, hey man, one of the greatest artists of our time has made classic albums. Man. And it's just like he's, you know, he had to make America great in hand hat. And I just, I can't rock with you if you rock with that man. You know, it's not, I'm not telling you to be a Democrat or anything like that. But that man is pure evil. Everybody in his right. circle is pure evil. And he starts talking this crazy logic and I'm down with Trump and blah, 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 blah. And. I, I just can't, I don't even remember all the tweets off the top of my head, but yo, Kanye, you know, Amber Rose said that, you know, you like certain things up in you, man, so I'm going to give you that full-fledged, great value, you know, red Twizzler, and you might like it on it, because according to Amber Rose, that's kind of how you like to get down, how you live, so go ahead and let that Twizzler run up in you, get the ether to make you, to make you, uh, make you, you know, make your soul, soul burn, burn slow. Soul burn slow. <laughs> But I'm torn, because I ain't going to lie, y'all. Yeah. And I might have to give myself the Twizzler, because if he produced that Nas album, I'm not going to lie, y'all. You know, Nas is going through his little issues of being accused of, of you know, whooping on Khalees, and I'm not making any jokes yeah. about it. But I'm, I'm still probably going to listen to it. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was like, keep it real <laughs> on the show. I'm, so maybe I have to give myself the Twizzler when the album comes out. Have you heard the song, Yay Versus the People? Uh-uh, I haven't seen I haven't heard it. So it's him talking about why he supported Trump and T.I.'s, like, basically calling him out why he shouldn't support Trump. It's an interesting song. Heard it. Heard it I'm going to have to check that out. Today. Yeah, I heard it today. I'm going to have so to check that out. Interesting song, man. So T.I. gave him some yeah, man, I, why you shouldn't I, do that stuff. I, I, I kind of feel you. Um, like I said, I, I think that Kanye West is, is one of the best artists of our time. I, I really do. Um, artists in every way, you know, production, you know, socially. Uh, in certain ways, but this was a hit, man. Uh, like I, I know that I know that um, you know he's. Everyone says he's in the sunken place and all that type of stuff, but you know I, I never thought that he would take it this far. You know, especially some of the things that he has stated in the past. You know, talking about all oh, President Bush doesn't like black people and all. Well, neither does Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't like black people, brown no. people, or anybody else that's not like him. So. 
I, I just I looked at it like I don't know if it's a publicity thing. I don't know if he's really feeling like this. I know that he post uh, Kanye posted a, his private conversation with him and John Legend, and I know he's been going back and forth on social media with the likes of Ti and other celebrities. Um, but but it was one of those things, man. It was a hit for me. Like man, wow, Kanye, because I really I really like his music. I I, I like his music. I like. I even like some of the edgy stuff that people are like, "Oh, he's acting a fool. He shouldn't be doing that." You know, I, I like some of his his arrogant self self uh, you know cockiness, self uh, you know bravado type stuff. Like I, I like some of it because it's like you know he's getting a lot of crap. So if he, you might as well be confident, you might as well you know be confident in what you do and push yourself. Now I, I will admit that sometimes it was kind of overboard. I will admit that. Um, but like I said, I liked his product. I liked his music. I liked you know some of the things that he said previously. So this one, this one was a this one was a hit for me, man. Like I'm not the biggest Kanye fan, but I, I just never I never saw this. Um, and I and I saw a, a, a couple of tweets and maybe it was on Instagram also. And there was a meme that said uh, had Kanye West next to Kim and it had Jay Z next to Beyonce and said that people always underestimate the power of the wife, the woman that's in your corner. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of so I was like, I mean, I, th- I thought that that was kind of interesting and funny. Um, like I said, I, I thought it was just funny, but then it was kind of thought provoking because I think about the people around me personally. I think about my own uh, relationships and um, I definitely, I definitely can see some truth to that, some element of truth to that with the people that I'm around or that, that I see, you know, in a personal standpoint. I don't know these celebrities. I can only go by what's, you know, presented by the media. But um, I, I definitely can see to, that, that there is some truth to that with the individuals that are around me personally. Yeah, so yeah, so Kanye, man, go ahead and get on that Twitter. I know you're in the sunken place. You know, I don't, know, I don't know how you can get out of it, brother. Like, it seems like my man is so rich and living in a world that you and I can't understand that he doesn't doesn't see stuff. So, you know, yeah. like I said, Kanye, you know, sit in the sunken place, sit on the Twizzler, and then if you produce that with knives, I'm going to probably have to get myself a Twizzler because I know I'm to it. So when it does come out, I'll be giving myself <laughs> a Twizzler. But you know, I ain't lying and say I'm not going to listen to it, man. So, uh, but yeah, man. Man, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump to sports, man. So go ahead. My pace is lost. Go ahead. I'm sport. Go ahead. Uh, the floor I, is yours. The no, total pace, Oh no, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even about that right now, man. Like, I, I, if anything, I'm gonna give respect to the Pacers, man. Like, if anything, I'm gonna give respect to Depot and, and Bogey and, and the whole Pacers roster, man, because they came out and fought. And, I, and, again, I'm a Bulls fan, and I can throw shade, and I'm sure people are going to, you know, throw stuff back at my Bulls because we ain't it. We wasn't even in the playoffs. But I, I got nothing but respect for the Pacers, man. Like, honestly, like, I, I, I will give them props. I didn't expect – like, I think I predicted six games or, or – or not predicted, but said it would go six games. But the Pacers actually came out. They showed fight. They showed toughness. They show that we don't need this extra super team, extra super superstar. We're going to come out and work. We're going to come out and do our thing, and, you know, we're going to play to our best. Uh, again, you know, when, you got, when you're playing against LeBron James, I mean, arguably he's the best in the world. He's the best in the world to me, um, and he's just another player. Like, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's difficult to go up against a guy like that um, and, and still come out with a win, you know, in a seven-game series. But I got nothing but props for them, man. Like, this is what basketball is all about. 
this is what this is for for both high fresh. Like that's that's how basketball should be played. I mean, did they do some things that they can correct? Yeah, obviously they lost the series. But did they do some things that were good? Did did they make some adjustments? Did they put pressure on the on the Pacers? Did they come back? I think they were either game game six or or um, or game five. They were down what like seventeen, nineteen points or something like that, and they fought back yeah. and gritted it out. I mean, I give I give them brothers respect, man, and that's what this is what playoff basketball is all about. And you know, I, I wouldn't be I'm a basketball enthusiast, and, and I'd be ignorant to sit up here and just be like, oh, you know. Told you so, or whatever. You know they're 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 losing again, or whatever. But I, I got respect for them cats, man. They they, they and, and that's in all honesty. <coughs> I mean, I was I was I mean, you, down about I, that. I want man. you to chime but, in, uh, man. Oh, oh yeah, I, mean, I was down about it because it's like they they should have won the series, and it's, I'm not even talking about because of the calls. I'm just turnovers, bad shots. Tristan Thompson, he came out. He must have had like a whole caravan this this game seven, man. He had a double double like the first quarter. So Tristan must have he must have shipped him in, man. He must like look, and I'm tired of apologizing to Chloe. Let me go ahead and call these ones that was kissing me and finally remember the club, bring them on back for for another cheap trust. A trust, I say. But yeah, man, so my Pacers, man, I'm I'm pissed that they lost, but and I'm excited to see what next season is gonna bring. So next season they won't be able to bring, you know, uh, they won't be able to surprise anybody, but, uh, you know, it'll be very interesting, man, so hopefully we'll be able to do a group chat sports show on Wednesday, so we'll really get deeper into the sports stuff, so, you know, the NFL draft and more playoff games, but let me ask you this, man, so your boy, the Greek freak that they lost the game in Boston, is it time for the Greek freak to make, do you think he's going to stay in the long term? I don't, what do you think? Uh, I, unfortunately, I don't either. Like, I, that's his city right now. I mean, like, he is Milwaukee. <laughs> we, we we mentioned a, a week ago where he couldn't he couldn't get a seat in a restaurant there, oddly enough. But um, I think that that is his seat, and I think that's going to be hard for him to walk away from. Um, but, again, I do see him leaving that city. I don't see them really attracting any other, you know, any big names or anything like that. But I, 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 think, he's, I think he'll end up leaving long term because he's too – He's too talented, you know, to 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 stay. You know what I'm saying? Like on, on that team, too talented to you know be to waste away, you know, all that talent and not even attempts to compete. Um, so I do, I do see him leaving to another team. I don't see him going west. Um, I, I see him potentially doing something in the east. I don't know where. I don't know who. Um, I, I can't I can't predict that. But I do see him leaving. I do see him kind of staying in the east if he does. Yeah, so I don't know, man. This is hard for small markets to keep to keep teams, and Jabari Parker has not been the same player since he's torn his ACL. No. So it'll be interesting going. It'll be interesting going forward. I mean, they man. got they had some decent pieces too, because didn't they? Uh, what was it? Um, oh man, I can't think of his daggone name now. Um, yeah, Middleton? Chris Middleton. I think it's Middleton. Yeah, yeah Chris Eric Middleton. Bledsoe. Yeah, he, he got set on fire. The whole, so he had a good game seven, but Terry Rozier set that ball on fire the whole series. Yeah, and Bled Bledsoe coming from from Phoenix, uh, I I wasn't I wasn't sold on Bledsoe like early on. I, I know every, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, he's he's this, he's that. Um, I thought he was solid. I think he's a solid player, but I just didn't see him being able to to propel uh, Milwaukee, you know, to anything too high. I think he was a good add, but. Um, I just I just think that, that that the Greek freak needs more help, you know, there. 
But I, again, I don't see him staying long term, man. I, I definitely see him bolting. If I if yeah, I can though, no, let me let me let me ask you a question, uh, and I'll oh, take yeah. this out west. I'll take this out west. Twofold question. One, uh, what's your take on on Utah getting that getting that win over OKC? And then the second part of that is, what do you see OKC doing this off season? What what do you see? It really depends on because I think Melo's gonna opt in. Melo ain't giving up that twenty. He ain't giving up that twenty million dollars. And no one else is gonna pay Melo probably half of that. So he definitely got that. I know he got the issues with Lala and alleged side chick baby. So keep me there. And he also made comments that he ain't coming off the bench. I mean, and so I really don't know what PG's gonna do because you know right. playoff playoff P. We're talking more about playoff P on Wednesday. But, uh, you know, it really depends on him because he leaves. They stuck. I mean, they are stuck. But they really don't have any time anybody to play with Westbrook because, you know, they had Steven Adams. You know, you move, you know, if PG leaves, Melo goes to the three. And he'll probably, you know, put back, put back up his numbers. But really, they're not really getting – they can't really get any better. They're capped out. They have, you know, right now they have three guys that make a lot – well, four guys because Steven Adams makes a lot Melo – you know, yeah. potentially PG and Westbrook, and that's probably a hundred million dollars tied up in the salary cap with four players. So, you right, know, who was their best defender? At he had that real bad injury, they weren't the same. So, I don't know. Between PG potentially leaving and Andre Robertson, uh, you know, if he's to come back an injury, man, that's really what it depends on. But uh, they might need to look at Billy Donovan because their offensive sets are horrible. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I, I was going to bring that up. I said I think that the that OKC needs to take a a long hard look at coaching, man. Um, I'm, I'm not sure Billy Donovan is is the the right person for the job. I'm not I'm not sold on that. And, that, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Billy Donovan. I just don't think that that he's able to uh, coach the X's and O's the way it needs to be coached with that team. Um, and I don't, and I also don't feel I just get the vibe that they haven't bought into to his style of his play or, or his coaching style. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, man. I know Russ is hot as I don't know what, but you know it's gonna be interesting to see what happens out there. And shout out to Russ for yelling at that damn them damn fans, man. Thinking when you're in the public eye, yeah. they can say whatever and who and do whatever they want to you. And Russ, you know, he busts back on them, man. So hopefully the yeah, NBA doesn't that, find him anything like, like that. Go ahead. Yeah, the lady like had her. She had her whole hand like in his face, like while yeah. like, "What are you doing?" Like, I mean, it's different from sticking your hand out, you know, trying to high five or something like that. But like, she blatantly was like waving it like right in his face. Like, I'm like, how the hell did she get her hand even there? Like, what the hell is going on with these people, man? But, but no doubt, man, I agree with you on that, man. Shout shout out to Russ for not taking that crap. But you know, NBA, I know y'all want to you know be more fan friendly and all that. But man, you, y'all y'all can't let that happen to some of these players, man. The fans trying to provoke them in a manner like that. It's one thing, you know, to talk trash and say, you know, Mr. Shot or, you know, you suck or something like that. But when you start talking about people's kids and families and you're getting that close to the point where you're making, like, some aggressive contact, man, something's got to be done about that. I definitely agree with you on that, Mike J. Yes. I just don't believe in the disrespect, you know, saying stuff to people and then when somebody says something back to you, I'm scared. So shout out to Russ, you you know, for, for holding his nuts down. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I think, man. I think OKC is in a worse yeah. position. Not not good enough to contend for a championship, but not like to the point where they're going to be able to get like a, a good draft pick. And that's the worst place you can be in the NBA. 
is in that middle portion because, you know, Westbrook, he, you know, what else is he going to add to his game? He's got double double two years in a row. Even if they bring playoff P back, I mean, I don't know how much better he's going to be. And, you know, Melo, hey, man, Melo's an old 34. Yeah, so, yeah. And then with those, hey, when they, hey. you can't and you, you can't win in the NBA with that ISO ISO game because the best teams have ball movement. So yeah, I think that yeah. that's where they are. No doubt. Hey man, and while and while we're still in this <clears throat> excuse me, still in this sports section, I want to give a shout out, uh, a big shout out to your boy Shaquem Griffin, getting drafted by the NFL, oh, yeah. uh, so Seattle Seattle Seahawks. Big shout out to that brother. Very happy for that brother right there, overcoming, uh, you know, all types of adversity and, and things coming at him from birth. Uh, again, for those of y'all who, who may not follow NFL or follow sports or whatnot, uh, this individual, Shaquem Griffin, he has a twin brother, uh, Shaquille Griffin, who also plays for the Seahawks, who was drafted last year. Uh, but Shaquem Griffin um, had a, a, a pretty much a, a degenerative formality uh, or deformity uh, when he was born. Uh, so he doesn't have a hand. So he has one hand, um, and then you know uh, about eighty percent of of his of that arm uh, just minus the hand, and then he has a complete other hand. Um, but this individual overcame the barriers, overcame the odds. He's a linebacker, and he ran the same exact forty speed as his brother, who was a cornerback. Um, so just overcoming the odds, persevering through everything, uh, many blessings to that brother, to that brother's family. And I look, I personally was someone who I, I think he's going to be able to to have a level, a certain level of success in the NFL. I don't think that this is just a feel-good story and all that type of stuff, which it is, but he's more than that. I really do think that he will be um, serviceable in the NFL. I think he will have a, a decent enough impact on for the Seattle Seahawks, man. He's just got that drive. He's got the determination. Uh, he's got a very unique skill set. I mean, and there's a reason. I mean, there's a reason he got drafted. Like I said, it's not just a feel-good story. This, this brother has um, some substance to him on the field. So I cannot wait to see this young man uh, take the field and start to wreak havoc. I can't. I can't wait to see him and his brother uh, do, do. You know, sh- share that. Share that joy. So again, many blessings to that brother. Blessings to his family. I can't wait to see you lay, lay in the wood on some boys, uh, Big Shaq. Yeah, man. He's like, he think he ran like a four three five forty something just asinine. Four three five. To be, yeah, to four be three like, five. To be, a line, exactly. to be a linebacker. So uh, I wish the coach could have got him, but man, but I know we're gonna really get into our sports stuff on group chat, man. So let me ask you, like, you know, give me give me a thirty seconds, man. What do you think of the coach draft? Uh, I like the coach draft. Um, I think taking the lineman in the first round was a was a big move. Um, he was one of the excuse me, one of the premier linemen of this draft. I think that was a good move. I think they took another lineman, I think in the fourth round, I think, I want to say. But I I personally, as a Colts fan, I'm happy with with the picks. Um, I I think that they are going – I think the picks they may fill some voids that we have. Um, Maybe we can pick up a couple guys in free agency on the defensive side of the ball, but – um, I'm I'm happy with it, man. I'm, I'm happy with the picks, and I'm looking to waiting for these young guys to to, to develop and make an impact, man. Um, if I was to grade 30 seconds, if I was to give them a grade, I give them a B. I think it was a, a B draft. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. They were able to they were able to get some guys on the offensive defensive line. So I think they got a steal on Deion Kane from Clemson. But uh, we'll get more Agreed. into more more of this stuff on group chat, hopefully on Wednesday night. 
to really get into more of like our draft picks and, and also some you know teams of NBA teams that lost in the playoffs of you know what they need going forward. So we'll definitely delve into that. So check us out Wednesday night on group chat so we can really dig deeper into the sports stuff. But man, so uh, before we get into this Avengers thing, hey, we're gonna give y'all a spoiler alert. We're gonna ready to talk about Avengers of the Infinity Wars. I know. You know what I'm saying? We're doing this out the trunk, so we ain't figured out how to how to put no sound things in there. Because the time I can get able to throw gunshots and I'm throwing shade to people, uh, it's going to be on, on and popping. But uh, still ain't figured that out yet. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. So we got somebody actually asked to get ready to call in. So let me, let me talk about this Avengers. What's going on? It's Live Mike Jack. segment for y'all. Hey, what's what's going on, brother? This is uh Mike you know, Jack. Hey, it's Mike Jack. What's going on, y'all? Man, chilling, man. So what's we got on, to this, we get to this Avengers uh, Infinity Wars movie, man. So you know, I guess I could start since I'm talking. I'm not a big comic book person, so there's a lot of confusion for me. So it was a good movie, <laughs> a little a little a little lengthy because I'm like, damn, we like two and a half hours in. But, you know, let's go ahead and speed this on up. But I'm going to let you guys have the floor, man. So uh, do y'all think so? I'm, do you think this is the best Avengers movie and why? Do I think this was the best Avengers movie or the best Marvel movie? I did. Well, no, no, no. We're going to we'll jump. We'll jump. No, nah, this Avengers first. We'll jump into the other one. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I would say that I think that this is the best uh, collective Avenger uh, movie. Uh, if we're talking strictly Avengers and the collective between Age of Ultron and, you know, so forth and so on, I definitely think this was the, the best Avengers movie um, for, for, for many reasons. Like I said, uh, Thanos was a beast, absolute beast in this movie. I mean, hell, I've been saying it in, in our group chat. This man threw a damn moon. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean... It was. A, it, yeah. I think it was the best movie, man. I, but 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 my, I'll, I'll let Mike Jack go ahead and chime in. Yeah, I think that it was actually like the best one. Um, it was definitely in the top five for me. Um, as far as it being the best Avengers movie, I would say yeah, um, because mainly it had a lot of emotion to it. Like I was, I was really feeling like a lot of the characters and what was going on with me. You were. It was basically like anytime something happened to one of them, you really felt hurt because you've been through this ride with them, and then when. I don't, are we giving out spoilers or anything? We just kind of. Oh yeah, we yeah, already we gave the spoiler alert, bro. You can go all in. Spo- okay, I guess, okay. <laughs> all right, so like, it's like, so like when like Spider Man dies, you're like, damn, that's kind of messed up because he's such a young kid and he just got into the fold and he's gone, like just just like that. And how he went out and how he was just saying, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. You know, what I mean, it, it kind of got to you. You can really see it on Tony's face when that happened and stuff with like that. I mean, but. Uh, but they tied up a lot of loose ends and they added like a lot of new threads to kind of pull on for the next for the next uh, couple of movies. So to me, I think that's kind of like the really just the best Avengers out of all three of them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think uh, with the emotional standpoint, as bad as badass as Thanos was, that that scene on the mountain when he was going for the Soul Stone, um, and yeah. you know he had to sacrifice Gamora, and Gamora was giving him shit like the whole time, right. like you don't care about anything, so forth and so on. And it turns out that he, she was in fact the one thing that he cared about the he most. Cared about right. And it, and she, for her to find that out, and she just kind of had that look on her face, like, "Are you serious? Like all this time, and you really right. did care the most about me?" And, but but then like he he had to go cold blooded like real quick, like I got to get yeah, that yeah. off this mountain before <laughs> before right. he right. Gets, she was going to get with him if he stayed any longer. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, let me ask y'all a question. I'm confused because I didn't I didn't read comic books. So when she had the little when that little knife that he gave her, the one he said about balance, was there a stone inside that knife? No, I, I think that was yeah. more just for they put that in the movie. That I don't really remember that from the comics at all. I think it was just kind of something to mm-hmm. kind of show a connective moment between him and him and her, and how much he tried to be a father to her, even though he was he was uh, this monster that was killing half the universe. Right. Uh, yeah, def- definitely agree with Mike Jack. I think that 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 knife was the symbolization of that bond for for them. Right. And uh, for me, she was his balance. Again, he he's you know the mad titan. He's killing half of civilizations everywhere he goes, everything he touches. But she was that balance for him. She was that one that kind of brought him back around to not go too far, or, you know, something like that. Right. So um, I don't remember that from the comics at all. But I definitely think that there was. Uh, uh, figurative uh, for, for for them. She was his balance. Right, so let me ask you another question. So do you feel like you have to watch all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to to really get the depth of Infinity Wars? No, not really. I mean, not- just kind of like the major ones, like Captain America. Um, Civil War. The ones that kind of, yeah, Civil War. The ones that kind of touch on, like, the, the stones. Cause some of those movies, they hint at them, but they don't really go into detail, kind of explain what they are, but like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Captain America, Black Panther, because it's just dope, and um, and like kind of like the first and second Avengers, mainly the second Avengers so movie first. That, and that was what, that's one of the things that I've been telling individuals that uh, everyone always, it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy is, is like a standalone, like they very yeah. rarely, up until now, they very rarely didn't tie into too much, but what I've been telling people is, they are in space. Everything else is happening on a planet, you know, Earth or whatnot. They are they are in space. So they there's got they've got to be able to tie in somehow. But the one thing that I've been telling people is that when you see Guardians of the Galaxy, when you talk Guardians of the Galaxy, these Infinity Stones are are cosmic. These Infinity Stones are space. These right. Infinity Stones aren't something that's Earth related. So you've got to at, at minimum be able to see or watch the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And and at least uh, the Thor movie, uh, because right, again on. those hold things. Hold on, both are... sides. We got we got another caller coming in. Hold on, go ahead, keep going. I'm just letting letting the person in. Yeah. So again, you have to you got to be able to uh, see those movies, the Thor movies, um, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy movies to understand the the cosmicness and the power of the stones. Um, so if I was to tell individuals that if you were to see anything, I agree with Mike Jack. Uh, you need to see Captain America Civil War, uh, maybe Age of Ultron, uh, but I would encourage individuals to see uh, all of the, both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, Thor Ragnarok, and I can't remember what the second Thor movie was called, but at least watch those so that you can understand, you know, what these stones are and the power they possess. All right, so uh, we got a so we got we got another brother up in here, man. I think then we got brother Ray. What's going on, my brother? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? So you know we've been talking what's about Infinity, on, Infinity, they giving up, a review man? of Infinity Wars. We've already told people before when they listen to the episode that spoiler alert and everything. So uh, you know, like I said, I was telling everybody else, I'm not the comic book type guy. I've never read a comic book. I've seen a lot of the movies. I'm just not in, not into it. So, uh, you know, I was asking, do you need to see any of the movies, all the movies to get uh, Infinity Wars? Because i would never seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I just, when I seen, like, you know, the rat or whatever it was, and I just never thought it was something that was nothing, nothing interesting. Tomorrow. So, the rocket, the rocket, raccoon. Yeah, rocket, oh, yeah. Raccoon, whatever the hell it was. It was something, look, whatever, roadkill. 
But that's just nothing that really <laughs> interested me. So, uh, so go Ray, go ahead and give us your initial thoughts of, of the movie, man. So this is just the, the stage is yours. Uh, just going into it, um, I didn't know what to expect. I just kind of, you know, going off of what I was hearing from other people, kind of their reaction to it. Mike Jack talking about he had to go home and take a nap. Uh, I saw a little, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little skit on YouTube with some dudes that riding in the car, and they just didn't want to say anything. One dude was like, "Hey, let's go get something to eat." And he was like, "Dude, dude no, no, it's not the time." Uh, I'm like, "Okay, what's going on?" So when I actually saw the movie and got to the end. It 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 it, is, it, is, it is blew my mind. Um, it was a I mean it's a very good movie, but um, just like I told y'all in, in the uh, in the in a group text message, uh, f Thanos, f his mama, f his mama's mama, <laughs> f his daddy, f his whole lineage. Oh, Captain Marvel whooped his tail. And that's just all I got to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, Thanos. I I try to tell people that Thanos was a bad boy, man. He's a he's a bad boy. That 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 thirteen piece Killer Instinct combo that he put on the Hulk early on in the movie, man. Like my, had him shook. I almost want. I almost wanted to yell out, "Ultra combo!" (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen Hulk get pumped like that. He pumped him so bad when he comes out. He wouldn't even come out. They kept trying to call him. They were like, "No." Yeah, man. He said, I got my tail whooped for the first time in my life. And I, I know, right? I'm never spending a whooping like let me, Hey, let, let me ask y'all this, because I don't know if I missed this. And for what was, was this in another Marvel movie where he couldn't become Hulk? Or was it just the fact that he got whooped so bad against Thanos he just couldn't let him come out? What was it, What was the issue why he couldn't become uh, Hulk anymore when they needed him? <clears> uh, he was refusing to become Hulk. <sighs> Yeah, Hulk is more powerful than Banner. So if Hulk, if Hulk want to come out, Hulk will come out. That's the Banner can do about it. Hulk was just mm-hmm. like, nah, bro. Nah. He didn't want to be that. That's not good. Was this in previous movies or was this a one-off the fact that I can't beat Thanos? No, nah, this was just was no. for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was so just for this yeah, movie because, there, there, like, there, there's, there's been... I was going to say, there's been uh, mention uh, and, and talk about in the MCU that uh, I believe it was in Thor Ragnarok that uh, Bruce said, you know, if if I go back, if, if Hulk comes out again, uh, I, there may be no more Bruce. I may not be able to come back. And I think that there may have been a little play on that. I don't know. Uh, but I definitely agree with Mike Jack and, and Brother Ray that Hulk has literally dominated everything that everybody that's come up against him. And for him to get his get to get his his head rocked the way it did in this movie, he's like, look, I don't want no more of that. I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm I think mm-hmm. I think his his courage was a little broken. His self esteem was a little broken. He was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. not coming back. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Right. You also have to remember that in the last Thor movie, he was a major part of it. And you had a lot of uh, he had a lot of Hulk in that movie. For this one, they kind of left it to get Banner a little bit more to do in this particular movie because you don't get to see mm-hmm. him do that side too often. Right. Absolutely. I, I didn't see the last Thor, so I'm just coming in. I heard it was good. I wanted to see. I just missed out on it, so yeah. I haven't seen that. It's, nor I haven't seen Spider Man, so I feel like I'm a little bit behind the eight ball, you know, behind yeah, some of this. Spider-Man, I was though. just confused. But uh, all right, so let's so let's push on, man. So we get there. We get we get my man giving the stones, and what do y'all think? What was the reason for Doctor Strange giving up the you know sacrificing? Sacrificing the stone to keep Iron Man alive. Because that was the only way. 
Because he, because no, remember, he, remember that scene. He was kind of flicking around and stuff like that because he went into the future to see was like fourteen million different outcomes, and only one of them mm-hmm. is the one where they beat the mm-hmm. house. That's that's the whole reason why he gave it to him because he knew, all right, we're gonna lose this particular battle. But if I save, if I save Tony, then we're gonna win Tony this now. War, we'll then, win later on. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So and that was that was that was the primary reason behind that. Right. Exactly. Because remember, when before he like died, he was always, like, he was like uh, this is the only way. Yeah, and it's those it's those little things throughout the movies that they drop that like mm-hmm. will make it a, a bigger impression or a bigger imprint later on in the next movie, I believe. So, exactly. um, we'll see. All right. So whenever everybody, okay, so let's you know we, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it because I'm just. Okay, so everybody, they, you know, half the people die at the end. So is this setting it up for go back in time? We're using Doctor Strange because obviously we know that that T'Challa is not gonna. He's gonna. They have another Black Panther coming out. You know, they're gonna have another Spider Man coming out. So, yep. to me, as someone who doesn't get into this, what's the point of killing everybody? But you know, but you know that they're still gonna have movies come out after this. So I, in, my, in my opinion, um, just just from the movie, uh, from reading comics, things of like that, things like that, um, I think that that was a uh, they had to implement the Thanos snap. That is something that's very big um, in the comic books. It exhibits the and it also exhibits the power. Shows you the power of the stones. Yep. Uh, so I think that they I think they needed to make individuals feel the power of the stones when they are all one and all collective. Because again. Um, those stones you saw where he manipulated reality, he manipulated time, able to go back and forth. He manipulated so many things. So to me, um, and like again, just from the movie, I think that they had to to really hit that, make that, send that home run out to people. This is how powerful right. these stones are. This is what these this is what these stones can do, and this is how large a scale they can do it. We all know that you love Black Panther. It's a billion-dollar movie. We all know that Spider-Man is worldwide. I don't care where you are. People know what Spider-Man and who Spider-Man is. We need to make you feel how powerful those stones are. And then again, uh, going back structurally, comics and things like that, you have to understand the power of those stones. So, again, it could be that you know these individuals were in an alternate reality previously or in an alternate reality somewhere else. Um, you know, it could be that their souls, you know, were manipulated in a certain way. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. giving you the power of the stones and showing you the how how much they can affect. Um, and I think that I think that they they hit it home because I know very many people that are shook right now or shook Whoa. after seeing it. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe they just died. And the one thing I kept telling, keep telling people is like, don't don't be so shook. You know, you, you can you can go on IMDb and see all these movies that are lined up. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number number two, I mean, and that's just very basic, but number two, if you just, you know, just think about it from, from a money-making standpoint, they're not going to kill off these people. And there's so much more money <laughs> right. to be made from a, from a realistic standpoint. Um, so, again, it was literally just we, they needed to implement the Thanos snap, which is something that's very prevalent in the comics. Um, but I really mm-hmm. think that they wanted to send home the power and, and show you what these stones are capable of doing once they're all collected in this gauntlet. Right, and also we as fans kind of get comfortable with seeing, oh, they're going to make it through, you know, whatever's going to go, mm-hmm. whatever they're going to face, they're going to make it through. So we don't have to be, uh, we don't have to feel the danger for those particular characters with that snap mm-hmm. and them taking out a lot of the major characters, especially the ones that just came in, like Black Panther, like like Spider Man, like 
Black Widow and and um and uh, and Gamora. Doctor Strange and Gamora. You could you remember that? Gamora's gone. Yeah, Gamora's gone. Like the fact that they they did that, it, it lets you know that everything is just just to to get rid of those those uh, those script um, the script uh, uh, protections that a lot of these characters have. Like anybody can go at any point in time. Because there was a point where mm-hmm. you thought Tony was going to die for a second there because he, because he killed Loki in the beginning because he gave it to Hulk. And when he so like it, it just gives that it gives that levity to whatever's going on in that situation. Like you don't you're attached to these characters, but you know at this point in time anything goes. They can go at any point in time. And I think that the other thing is too that Thanos has been. <clears throat> everyone knows that Thanos is a big. He, he's he's that dude. Everyone knows he's a big bad boy. And you know yep. I know Ray don't want to hear it. Ray Ray hates the man's lineage. I know <laughs> Ray that. Ray mad. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but they, I mean, they be, Thanos has yeah, been I, Thanos has been hinted at. From the beginning, from Iron Man, yes. I believe it was Iron Man two or three, and then you know in Guardians and in different movies, Thanos has been hinted at in many many movies from the beginning. So we've mm-hmm. been built, we, they, they've been building Thanos for so long, so they can't just come in and say, okay, the Avengers were able to kill him in this movie. No, that's not the case. They need you to understand how bad Thanos yeah. is. They need you to understand how much of a how much of a backyard bully this guy is. For them to be building him from the beginning of this MV, MCU, uh, what, what, what was it? What, what they call Phase One? He was Phase, yeah, phase one, one until yeah. now. From Phase One till now, so there was no way that Thanos was just going to go away. They weren't. They weren't going to beat Thanos like they did Ultron. They weren't going to beat Thanos that you know, like like they were able to do with Loki and and Hela and things like that. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't going to happen. Thanos is the cream of the crop. No matter what you outside of Galactus, which we haven't even got there yet. I mean, Thanos, Thanos is that guy. Thanos is that guy. So I mean, I think that they're, uh, in my opinion, even in this next one, uh, I could put, I could see a Thanos defeat, but I don't see a Thanos defeat as Thanos going away. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I think that there's, I think there's a lot more um, to, that they can do with with Thanos. So you know. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, I can't wait for Captain Marvel this year. I can't wait for 2019 Man. with some of these other movies that are coming out. So, uh, yeah. And I, I I probably just gave another spoiler away. I alluded to it. Stay for the end credit scene. Uh, yeah, you you get a little Captain Marvel glimpse. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's only two that's dropping after this one. is um, It's Ant-Man, then Captain Marvel, then Avengers 4. And then after that, they're going to release a new uh, slate and let you know when Black Panther 2 and that thing's going to come out. Yep. No, I was gonna say I thought I heard a hint. Was was there supposed to be another Captain America somewhere somewhere in there? I thought I heard a No. Not that I know. Not that I've heard. I've only heard I've only I've only heard about um I've only heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy dates. Um or or not dates, but I've heard about Guardians of the Galaxy uh being in production. Uh, yeah, Spider Man, Black Spider Man, Black Panther, um, and those are those are the ones that I that I've heard about of the main. I haven't heard of a new Thor or a new or a new Captain America, let alone yeah, Iron there's, Man. There's, I, 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 yeah, I highly doubt, I highly doubt they would do another. Yeah. Yeah, their their contracts are up. The only reason why Captain America is going to be in four is because it's, because uh, the dude that played him said Chris Evans said it, it just made sense from the finish it up in that movie as opposed to this right. one because it had. Had he decided not to do that, Captain America would have died in this one as opposed to some of the other characters. So uh, uh, we're probably not going to see another Captain America, Thor, or or Iron Man, or Iron Man standalone movie. He may pop up from time to time, but but I don't think we're yeah. going to see those standalone movies anymore, at least for the next couple of years. Right. 
All right, so let me ask y'all this. Give me y'all five favorites of the Marvel of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Because I asked earlier about the Avengers movie, and y'all tried to jump the gun. So each of y'all give me y'all five <laughs> favorites. Ray, go ahead and start and what, that off. Uh, shoot. Of the, is that the Marvel movies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just Marvel, um, just the MCU. Or Mike Jack, if you know yours, go ahead and chime in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, in no particular order. Yeah, in no particular order, I, I would say you know uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Black Panther, um, the um, of course this Avengers. Let me see. Um, Iron Man three, and I would say like the original in the first Thor. Ooh, Iron Man three. That's an interesting. Yeah. One. Yeah, I like that. Well, Botai Bo, Bo, Bo Fresh going to give you his. Botai Fresh going to give you his. Black Panther, number one. Period, <laughs> point blank. Black Panther, number one. And after that, no particular order. <laughs> so, uh, Black Panther, number one. But after that, no particular order. Um, this Avengers movie, uh, Avengers Infinity War, uh, Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. All right, right. Go ahead, yeah, brother. Uh, I got to lead off. It's like Sam said, in particular order, except for Black Panther. Hey, it got to be number one. <laughs> uh, after that, um, I was feeling Ragnarok. Um, a lot of people say they didn't like it. I feel like Ragnarok made Thor really showed his might, you know, showed that he's a true yeah. guy in that movie. Um, uh, I like Winter Soldier 2. Um, dang it. Um, the second Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that one was really good too. And then um uh, let me think. Uh I'll say hey, I'll say Age of Ultron. I think that one was pretty good. It was hard for me to leave Civil War off, but but yeah. I, the only reason I didn't miss Civil uh, War is I mean Everybody be I'm like I, I recently like just saw like Ant Man probably like a few months ago. I'm, I'm not. Man. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not feeling Ant Man at all. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say, you know, give it a chance. Ant Man didn't work for you. No, no, not at all. Ant Man was good, bro. Ant Man was. It's quirky. It's quirky. I'll give eight. I'll give. I'll give Ant Man uh, five out of ten. You know, he's all right, but no, it does. It does nothing for me. And maybe just a character. I forgot his name. What's his name? Uh, what's the character? Scott Lang. Yeah, I just, just him. I don't know. He, he does nothing for me. I'm sorry. Maybe if it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then there's the guy that shrinks down, and it's like, no. Sorry. <laughs> so you're not going to see the Ant-Man coming out? I mean, I'll watch Ant-Man. Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, that's when I'm waiting for it. I mean, you know, if they come, on, if they come up on the Cody, <laughs> on the fire I'll pop it, I'll pop it up on the Cody, but I'm not spending my 12 13 bucks to go see Ant-Man. Sorry. Yeah, I guess All for right, me, Jay, what you got? Uh, I go Black Panther, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War. <laughs> uh, let me see. I think I watched the first store. That was good. And probably Age of Ultron. Mm. Yeah, that I mean, I, well, I'll take that back. This one was better than Age of Ultron, so I'll take. Were we including? Were, were we include? Were we including uh, Avenger movies? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's my yeah, thought. So I'll take I'll take I'll, I'll take Infinity Wars over uh um I'll take Infinity Wars. But yeah, those I some of them I just have missed out on. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is something I I felt like after watching the movie, I was like, well, damn, should I have spent my time to watch this? Because I watched Ant Man, I was like, eh, that's something. I mean, I watched Doctor Strange, I was like, eh, you know, seen a few of them that I just felt like eh, I really have to have watch. But you know, they were interesting, something to pass the time by. But I caught them on Netflix. I didn't see them on the stick like my man Ray. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a good thing, man. So let me go ahead. No, I think if you watch, you know, both the, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one and the second, it'll give you a lot of backdrop into right, Laura, into, into Dan. So it kind of lets you understand their relationship mm-hmm. and, uh, with her sister. And Nebula, too. Yeah. Nebula, you know. absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I was in there, like, just trying, you know, you can piece. It ain't, like, it ain't that difficult stuff together, but I was just like, alright, maybe I feel like I'm kind of behind the eight ball, so, I mean, let me, so let me ask y'all this, did the movie live up to the, to the height? For me, it didn't. I mean, it was just like, I'm thinking like, I, I mean, it was, out of, it was a good movie, but it wasn't, to me, it wasn't better than Winter Soldier. None of the Avengers, I like solo movies better. I feel like Avengers throw so much into it, it's just like a posh. I like the single movies better, so to me, it wasn't better than Winter Soldier. You know what? It, so, did you guys think that Infinity War met the hype? I, I think a lot of times with with these Avengers movies, they give you only so much just to keep you edge of your seat into the next one. They're never going to give you the very best. They're always going to just hold off for a little bit. Now, I, I mean, I think it was a really good movie. I think they incorporated a lot of these characters uh, in a great way, bringing them bringing them all together. But I think they kind of just, I mean, especially with the ending, they just kind of kept you just on the edge of your seat just to get you one more and then in the next mm. movie then they go get me that knock up blow. Anybody else? Mike Jack? <clears throat> yeah, I think it actually did live up to the hype oh. for me. You know, because um, like I said, I was the fact that they were able to take so many different franchises and put it in, in, into one movie and it didn't feel, I mean, there was times where it kind of felt overstuffed but overall it kind of, it felt fluid. You know, and you felt the desperation that these individuals had. Um, each time they battled Thanos, it looked like he was just bossing them to get to the, higher, to the final level and then and then win. You know, I, I still think that um, I think story-wise it was fantastic. It was better it was better than I thought it was going to be, but I, I, I definitely feel like it lived up to the hype. Uh, for me, um, all I'm going to say is, yes, I felt like it lived up to the hype for me simply because Thanos threw a damn moon. I'm just gonna keep I'm keep coming back to that man. Like it's like Michael Jackson, man. He made thriller. I don't give a damn what you right. say. He made thriller. Thanos <laughs> threw a damn moon. <laughs> That's all man. I got to say, man. <laughs> Tell me he, like turned, uh, he, he turned he turned the man the box. He was just having his way with everybody in that movie. Yeah, man. All right. Well, man. Well, well, well fellas, we we definitely appreciate, appreciate you, you guys calling. We take you take take for time calling out on this live segment, this live portion of the show. Um, for everybody, yeah. uh, please please shout out uh, Mike, Jack, and Ray on the social media. You know they they are the grown man ish family. You know they follow and they are very much a part of a, a part of the show and part of success and the support. So we definitely appreciate <laughs> you fellas for doing that. We're going to give you guys the gift of time back, and Mike J and I are going to finish out this, this episode. 
All right, man. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all, brothers. All right, thanks. Thanks for having us Thank y'all. Yes, sir. Peace. All right. So we are back. So that was our fam. That was our Avengers. I mean, Avengers of you know. You know, we gave our, you know, thoughts on Avengers. So, you know, there's, there was, I think it was a good thing because, you know, you guys are into it more than me. So I, I'm glad we actually had somebody in there because I would have been running out of stuff to say. I'd have been like, oh, it was cool. <laughs> I liked it, you know, but it was, it, was, it was a good flick, man. So it's one of those things that I'll definitely will catch, you know, the catch the, the last, the next one that had come out. So I'm glad I was able to see Nick Fury, you know, spoiler alert, in the next, in the next preview. So, hey, man, so... <laughs> So let's jump to these these albums, dog. There's been some it was some heat that was dropped this this week, you know. So let's yeah. start off with Southern Playalistic, man. And Outcast oh, Southern Playalistic they, they debut album, man. What's your favorite songs on that? Oh, my favorite song by far was play oh, I shouldn't say by far. My favorite song was Players Ball. That was my favorite song. Um uh, off that album. Uh, All the players came. <laughs> From far and wide, but yeah, that that was my joint. Um, I did like Southern Playalistic uh, Cadillac music. Uh, I like that. I liked Get Up, Get Out with Goody Mob. Um, those are, <clears throat> excuse me, those are probably be my my big three. Um, I also, excuse me, oh man, um, I also did like, um, um, oh man, I can't think of the name of it now. It's the other song with Goody Mob on there. Oh man, um, it made me look this up. Oh man, what was the other song? Call it a while. That yeah. was the other song on there. So those would probably be my my top four. Um, but I definitely like Get Up, Get Out. I liked I liked uh, Players Ball was my was my favorite one, and then Southern Playalistic, man. What about yourself? I agree. I agree with all of those, but let me tell you this: I like the Players Ball remix better than the original. I True. love the Players Ball that, remix. That was the that was amazing. Yeah, and um, you know, I like Call It a While. I like Funky Ride. I like uh, Crumbling Herb, Get Out, Get Something. I mean, I hope oh, Crumbling Herb so. was good too. Hey, so let me ask. So let me ask you this, man. So, you know, we're both huge Outcast fans, and I'm going to say this is our favorite group. So, where do you put Southern Playalistic amongst Outcast best albums? Uh, to me, I, I can't. I can't say best albums because they all brought so much, so much different dynamic. Um, well, I'm just saying, if for, you rank them, where, for me, where would it, where would it be? And your um, favorite, your Outcast I would, albums. I would say Equipment I number one. Um, Equipment I number one. Stankonia number two. Uh, this Southern Playalistic, this album number three, and ATL is number four. That's just for me. Um, again, uh, at different moments, I may change. I could switch that up, uh, but right now, that's what I'm rolling with. So I would, in my, uh, in Bowtie Freshes, um, you know, uh, Rolodex right now, that's how I would rank this. Uh, Southern Playalistic would be number three in my Outcast albums. All right. So for me, it would be Equimini. It would be. AT Aliens, Southern Playalistic, and Stankonia. Those would be my those would be those would be my favorite, man. So yeah, that's definitely, man, something that uh it was just some great albums that came out. Also this week in nineteen ninety five, my dream dropped the infamous. To me and I'm gonna say it out here, the infamous is better than than into the Wu Tang to me. And I know a lot of people will give me like, oh, you can't say that. Hey, I'm gonna say it to me, the infamous Ooh. is better in my opinion, it's better than Enter the Wu Tang. I mean, the infamous was so good and so great on so many songs, on so much. I mean, you had Havoc, and then you had him having Q-tip work on some of those songs. I mean, Prodigy took his his rapping to the next level. 
I'm gonna go out there and say it. To me, the infamous is one of those albums that if I had my if I had was like fifteen to twenty albums of any genre, I'm you know, I had if I only could take those, the infamous is one of my is, is going on there, man. It's dark, it's gritty, it got some melodic points to it too. And for some dudes it's like twenty to make an album that deep and you know, the, all that street life stuff and then prodigy is rapping his ass off. Even if you like, you know, like a song called Temperatures Rising, they talk about Havoc's brother committing mm-hmm. the murder and being on the run and I when I heard that I was like what 13 so I didn't know the backstory until I read Prodigy's book R.I.P. Prodigy so to know that they hey, so, really so was going me, through that go ahead no I was going to say so let me ask you I mean I, this this is I, this is a, a big album for you so so give me give me your top three top four songs off of there uh let me see Shook Ones uh, Survival of the yeah. Fittest Temperatures Rising Eye for an Eye uh, the song with big noise to B I G N O Y. If I can represent Q B, you know, I can't remember the song off the top yeah, of my I know head. Yeah, talking about. about. But yeah, um, yeah. Now the infamous, like I'm gonna put it out there to me, is better than damn. I'm gonna put it out there only the Wu Tang album that I think is good as the infamous will be the Purple Tape, and that's uh, and that's only built for Cuban links. That's just in my opinion. So you know, you guys can get mad all you want to, but you know, it's just. Coming out that to me was the best stuff that Loud came out with was the Infamous. So I mean, some of the stuff that yeah. I just didn't get into Wu Tang, I, I liked. But uh, another album that came out this week was a uh, Big Pun Capital Punishment, bruh. I told the story on the podcast. <laughs> I walked like two miles uh, to sneak and get this, and I was like sixteen. So man, it's also another banger that came out, man. R.I.P. Big Pun, man. So that had some bangers. Bangers yeah. on there, yeah. So you know you had the song, yeah. but uh, my my low key favorite was the song with him and Noriega. That little jazz, you know, you came up, you come, had the song. You come up, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. I was like, that was, that was one of my, yeah. Then he had that was the one of my favorites with, uh, too. With uh, Blackout, I like that. And you had the song they remade, uh, Deep Cover. They had the joint where uh, where he was it was uh, I think it was uh, Inspector Deck and Prodigy. Yeah, that no, I was gonna say Trace Lace. That was gonna say that yeah. was my second favorite. I like I like you. Uh, you came up. I like Trace Lace yeah. on there. Um, I did. I like, you know, I did like Sonata a player. I did like the commercial joint. I did like a lot yeah. not a player. Um, I like the Caribbean connection with with Wyclef John too. Yeah, that was I like that, that was a banger too. And also, what else was on there? Uh, I like Dream Shatter. The first one, he was like, "Niggas think I'm blacker than Jordan." The way I be rapping. Yeah. Was, Damn. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. That mug was a banger. So yeah, that was that was some heat, man. But you also, you know, before we end this, you know what else came out? I, I ain't even write this down. That first Rough Riders joint, yo. I got that mug came out oh, senior year for us. You know, everybody the first time <laughs> and do them niggas want them guns. We both them guns. Hey, Dragon was snapping. <laughs> then Juve got. Yeah, that yeah, movie had some heat on there. But yeah, that's that man, some bangers that came out during this time, uh during that during that time of this week, man. It's, it's crazy how he had all these great albums that happened to come out in the same in the same week, man. So years apart, but still they still came out, man. Also, another banger that came out, regulators. regulate more and yeah. April 28th, 19, <laughs> <down up. laughs> it's a cool night. 
Right. Going G's on <laughs> Yo, listen, if you are listening to that song now, I was thinking, I'm like, how ill that song was, how Nate Dogg was about basically committing, uh, committing capital murder and still was able to pick with some chicks. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, you know, you always hey, got to have a Nate, dude like Nate Dogg ready to commit capital murder and still be able to bring some broads on through. So, uh, you know, that, no that's, some, that's some, wild, some wild stuff, man. So, if y'all got any other all other music or anything like that you want to talk about hit us up and also you know before we jump into this listen letting get off here man friday bro came out i think it was at 95 came out this week in 95 yeah somewhere back so what's your favorite scene from friday <laughs> oh man uh, let's see of course the miss parker scene was was uh was one of my favorites my boy Bernie Mac, Claude, have mercy. Yeah, <laughs> the Lord's my shepherd; he know what I want. <laughs> uh, I said that, that was that was right. That was one of my favorites, uh, favorite scenes of that of that movie. Um, I actually and and I really did like the what the the end scene where Pops was giving him that talk uh, in the room about you know using his fist, fighting his fist, and selling like a man and not with a gun and all that type of stuff. Um, I, excuse me. I think that that was. Uh, I should say I, it was one of my favorite scenes, but I think that was an inspirational scene. Uh, something that's still relevant today. You know, it, you know, all these cats want to have beef and this and that, and shooting up and ending lives and all the type of stuff. It's it's just crazy. So I mean, uh, it's it's amazing how people think that they're a man because you know they have a firearm or you know they're big and back they got a firearm. You know, everybody got one now these days. So, uh, but that was another one of my favorite scenes. Um, and then I, I will say my last favorite scene, and it, I, don't, I can't even say it was a scene or whatnot, but it was just Neil Long running in those shorts in real slow motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, was, that was that was beautiful for me. <laughs> oh man, one what of about the funny yourself? scenes that comes up was me and Stanley talking about stay off my grass, and when they break in, they, when they <laughs> break when they break grass, yeah, when they when they you know, and also that's Ice Cube's cousin. I never knew that. Uh, also, <laughs> when they when they break in the house and try to get a uh, and try to get the money from Debo, and he tapped them damn drawers with the streaks on them, and then you know they put him oh. in Debo's drink. <laughs> Trifle. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Tri-fly. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's just a cult classic, man. There's so many like you know scenes. I think I, if Friday came on right now, and it's about almost ten o'clock, and you know, no time, so we get I'd ready, watch but, it. You know, I I watch until I went to sleep. <laughs> so it's just it's yep. a classic, man. So. Yeah, man. So this is one of those things. It was just a lot of great albums and music and everything else that came on this time. So excited to you know to see what else comes up in the further of the year. So we enjoy. We and this is one of my favorite parts of the show. We we'll talk about those old songs and movies and those things that came out because we were able to go back to our childhood and all the CDs, the albums we talked about. I had I had them actually on CDs. You know, I had them Pioneer. You know, Bowtie I you know, either riding in his car or riding in my car around the streets in that town yeah. all day and all night, yes, kicking it, kick, kicking it tough. But hey, man, so with, my, with, with the with the pioneer snatch out face radio. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. you know I had you, you know I had the detachable face. Had the, the detachable face boys. Heck yeah. All right, all right, man. So we got a we had a listener letter, man. So I'm going to surmise yeah. it. Uh, you know, one of our listeners asked last week of a married man. There was Shout a guy on Twitter. Go ahead. Shout out to Rissa. I was gonna say All shout right. out to Rissa for uh, sending sending the listener letter. Shout out to Rissa. 
So it was basically uh, um, it was asking the question of a married man. Do you put your wife or his mother first? I guess someone on Twitter called somebody. I don't know if his wife or whomever selfish because he put his mother before his wife. I think was that the is that the was that the how it was set up? Yeah, that's a, that's that's a, according to the Twitter the, the Twitter uh, post or whatnot. That's how it was set up. Yes, sir. So uh, you know, so give me some thoughts about that because you're a married man. You know. You know, I know your mama. I know your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my 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 point of view um, is this, and I, and I responded to the listener letter um, um, on Twitter also. Um, but I, in my opinion, I think that the man um, uh, establishing his own home, he must put his wife first, um, because you are once you're married. You are now established established as your own. You are your own entity with with your wife. You are your own entity in your household, your family. You know whether you guys are trying to have kids or just developing your marriage. Uh, you know t- together. So you are establishing your own set. So yes, you should be putting your wife first. Um, I say that also because your mother has had the opportunity to establish her own house, whether she's a single mother or whether she's married or, you know, uh, you know, got a guy friend or whatever, she has established her own home. Um, and that's something that you have now moved away from. So in her home, your mother is, is first. Your mother is queen. She's, you know, either puts herself first as if she's single or if she's married. Her husband, you know, is, has put her first, what, what have you. Um, but I say that is because your your mother has already established her home, established you know where she is. Once you are married and you are away from your mother, you are establishing your own. So in my opinion, you need to be putting your wife first. Um, you two are bond bonded, you know, not just legally, but under the eyes of God, so forth and so on. So that is where um, that that is who you should be putting first in, in whatever the scenario. Now that's not to say, oh, you love your wife more than your mother, or vice versa. No one's talking about that. We're talking about who you're going to put first as far as your partner, as far as your household, as far as um, the respect level of, of things that are going on. Um, you cannot go and consult your mama. Uh, about your house when you have a wife. If things need to be handled in your house, then you need to consult your wife, and you two should make the decisions, not your mama who has her own. That's 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 Bowtie Fresh's opinion. Yeah. What about I mean, you, Mike? I, I guess I wish I would have had some more context of this person. He said he's upset that his his wife or girl, whoever was upset that he was putting his mother first because not to say it was right, but it would be more interesting to me to give a more a bit, maybe a different opinion of 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 a situation in general or that specific situation because in general I think you should put your wife first, but in this mm-hmm. situation we don't know what could happen. So I wish I could have got some more background story. But yeah, you know you're you're bonded with your wife, married, you know mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So you don't have that bond with your mother. You're not in love with your mother. You're in love with your wife right. or your lady, but you're not in love with your mother. So. Yeah, so, right. you know, you got to put, you know, and, and it comes time, and a woman, she wants to feel secure and be able to have that feeling that, you know, this is, this is my house. So I definitely would, you know, could agree with you on that. So hopefully, you know, Rissa, that, that will, you know, hopefully that, you know, will give you some of uh, what we think about the situation. So if anybody else has any listening letters, hit us up, grownmanishpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Twitter, grownmanishpod. On Instagram, Grown Man Niche Podcast. 
We're on the Snapchat. I have not been on there lately because I didn't like how that Chris Brown-Rihanna thing went down with Snapchat, but we are on Snapchat also. You know, that'll send us something. Send us something to Bowtie. Send us something to Bill Bro Inc. And we will respond to you. We respond to all all listener letters and everything else like that. We always respond back quickly. Tweets, anything. We 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 enjoy the engagement in the conversation. Don't be all shy. Right. All right, man. So, uh, hey, it looks like we had one of our longer episodes, but we really wanted to get that Avengers thing going on, man. So go ahead and wrap us on up, man. Give us give the people something good for to look for this week, man. So, uh, so Bowtie Fresh, uh, as normal, I got a little something from you guys, and this is going to come from uh, one of my childhood idols, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of uh, pettiness from this, but this is coming from the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Um, so uh, the, the quote for this week is, the obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, go around it. But remember, keep pushing forward. Progress. So again, I, I think that, that I think that was a good one um, because um, a from a basketball standpoint, my Bulls aren't in the playoffs, so we're sitting at home fishing. So we got to figure out a way to climb that obstacle and, and get around that wall and get over that wall. Um, but from an everyday stand, from an everyday life, you know, uh, Mondays are you know can be typically rough, you know, starting the work week. Um, but again, we're all going through different things, various things in our personal lives or professional lives. Um, and it's just one of those things to say when those when those walls come in front of you, when those barriers come and try to keep you from achieving something that you want or progressing forward, uh, don't give up. Uh, it, it, even though it's it's very easy to you know get down or potentially depressed or whatnot, don't give up. Keep fighting and try to f- exhaust every avenue and figure out a way around it because you are good enough to figure out a way to get around or over or through that wall. That's for you. That's from your boy cool. Bowtie Fresh and the great Mike Jordan. So when you when you gave that Michael Jordan quote, did you have hoop earring in the size sixty uh, extra wide wide leg jeans on, especially shoes? <laughs> I, hey hey hey, Mike J, Mike J know me know me very well. I definitely got my hoop earring in right now. That that is in, uh, <laughs> but I got the Farrakhan flip flops on right now. <laughs> All right, All right, man. So look, we're gonna get started, man, because you know we both get work up in the morning, you know. So hopefully y'all gonna check us out, man. Hit up on social media. Twitter, email, anything else, you know us, hit us up. Appreciate y'all the love and all the listeners. We'll holler at y'all next week. Holler at y'all next week. And one more shout-out to the, to the Grown Man and his fam, uh, Mike Jack and, and Brother Ray. Appreciate y'all calling in. Everybody, y'all have a great week. Later. Oh, yeah. we see y'all Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes, sir. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details.